This morning, we looked at uh, our second message in where to find life, where to find life. Tonight, we're going to continue looking at the life of Joseph, and we're going to break this into a couple of sections. So, but tonight will be the first one, and this is on the God of Joseph, the God of Joseph. Do you know that your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers know things about your God by what you say, how you communicate things in your own personal interaction with people. It tells people about your God. So tonight we're going to be looking at the God of Joseph. And we're, these are the statements that Joseph has made about God. And so we're going to learn some things about the kind of God that Joseph had. So look at Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. And this, let's, let's start reading in verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is, uh, what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And sin against God. Joseph had the kind of God. Joseph's God was so real to him that it impacted his God. He impacted Joseph's behavior in times of temptation. See, all of us go through times when we experience some kind of temptation. And here, not only was it a, a physical temptation, but it was a temptation of an authoritarian type situation. He had the kind of God that impacted his behavior in times of temptation. I wonder if you have ever said that. Something comes across, it's an opportunity for you to sin. And you say, you know, God has been so good to me. How could I do this great wickedness and sin against him? So we learn a couple of things. The first thing that we learn is sin is great wickedness. It is great wickedness. And we spent enough time on that this morning. We looked at the church at Laodicea and their estimation of sin their sinfulness was not very sinful in their own eyes. And God told them that they were wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. And so we need to make sure that our estimation of evil is God's estimation of evil. So Joseph's God influenced him in temptation. He understood that all sin is great wickedness and all sin is sin against a righteous and holy God. That's a real God in your life. Amen. And the one true God. Look at the next one. Uh, Chapter 40 and verse 8. This is after Pharaoh has dreamed a dream. And Joseph has been brought out of the prison and brought before him. And look at verse 6. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them. And behold, they were sad. And this is when he was talking with uh, Pharaoh's servants. And verse 7. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. Joseph had the kind of God 
that was so real to him that his God controlled his gifts. His God controlled his gifts. You know, I think you all know that I enjoy watching Glenn Beck. Anyone here, you like watching Glenn Beck on TV? I hope he gets saved. Sometimes he talks like he is. I know that he's a Mormon, so, uh, you know, it's... Maybe he's just not a good Mormon. Wouldn't that be great? You know, and he's actually saved. Everywhere I go, when I go to preach now, people tell me I look like Glenn Beck. And he's kind of a doughboy. I'm not sure that I appreciate that a whole lot. Do you know what I mean? Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Gifts. Thank you. I'm glad, Rick, you're listening. Praise God. It was a test, really. I just wanted to see if you were there. Um, when you watch him, man, that guy should have been a preacher. He's an amazing communicator. He should have been a preacher. Do you know what? When I watch some of these singers that are out there singing and they have amazing voices, they're supposed to be using that for God. Amen. Some of you are great administrators or you're, you're, you're great at Bostaff skills, Michael, that we were talking about earlier. These gifts that God has given you. When God is real. He is the one who controls your gifts. If you can sing, why do you sing? If you can work, why do you work? If you can teach, why do you teach? If you can preach, why do you preach? If you're allowed to go to school, why do you do that? Does God control your gifts? This determines how real God is to you. Amen? The only reason any of us can do anything is because of a gracious God. He's supposed to control those things. Let's look at the next one. Look at chapter 41 and verse 16. This is when Joseph is before Pharaoh. Verse 17, and Pharaoh said, or verse uh, 16, and Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. It is not in me. So he says, I hear that you can interpret dreams. And God says to him, again, who controls Joseph's gift? God. God will do it. It's not in me. God will do this. And so now he interprets his dream and he says, God will give you, God will give you a message or an answer of peace. Do you know that this is our message to the lost world? When God is real to us, we understand that it is God's desire to make peace with people. That's what he wants to do. That's why he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. It's his desire to make peace. When we think of peace, we think of a cessation of hostilities. Right? We're going to have an armistice. We're going we're gonna to bury the hatchet. We're, we're going we're to cover this thing over and it's going to be done. The problem is when we give a message of peace, this message of peace is a balanced message. The message that he gave Pharaoh is, yes, there is good coming, but there's also bad coming. You need to prepare for the bad. That's our message of peace. Jesus Christ is coming again. What, what is life? It's but a vapor that appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You don't have the promise of the next breath. My message of peace to you is make peace with God. Amen. But this, for many, when God is real to you and you give that answer of peace, you must understand the urgency of it. This is a temporary peace. The peace 
that you are offering, it's a limited time offer. That message of peace, when it's accepted, it's peace for all eternity. Amen? Peace now and peace in eternity. But that message must be received. There's an urgency to it. There was an urgency to the message that Joseph gave to Pharaoh. There is going to be plenty and then there is going to be famine. If you don't prepare for that famine, Egypt is done. And that message had to be received and the message was received. Praise God, there was life. So the reality that God controls his gifts and that God determines how you use those gifts. Then, Look at chapter 41 and verse 32. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, it is because the thing is established by God, God will sh- and God will shortly bring it to pass. Here's the idea. Joseph's God was real enough for Joseph to base his future on it. To base his future on it. Uh, what is repetition in the Bible? It's God's volume control. When God repeats something, it is really important. And in the Bible, when God establishes something that's very important to us, He always repeats it somewhere else. It's truth. It's, it's confirmment. And when God says, it's confirmation. And when God says, let a thing be established, in two or three, in the mouths of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. God gives two or three witness to it, witnesses to a thing, it's going to happen. Amen? And so what this does, he's saying, now, Pharaoh, you've got to understand, this will come to pass, and shortly. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen? Do you know what we need to understand? Jesus Christ is coming back soon. Let's live like it. Let's live like it. It's a reality. God should be real enough in our lives to give him the rest of our lives, however short that is. Man, it comes fast. Uh, uh, who was it that, uh, where's Ty? Ty, you in here? Oh, he's in the back. All right. Somebody was born the same year. What year did Ty graduate? One of you was born the same year. That 1994. How many of you thought, I have socks that are older than that? Any of you think that? Time, it goes by. This will shortly come to pass. Amen? This is the kind of God that Joseph had. And then, chapter 41, verse 51. This is after Joseph has been called out of the pit, after he's been given the right hand, and after God has given him a bride. And if you look at verse 50, And and unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God, said he, hath made me to forget all my toil and all my my father's house. Joseph's God was so real to him, he was able to help him forget the bad experiences of his past. Do you know that by the way, in the way that you deal with adversity, in the way that you deal with the trouble of your past, you are telling your husband, your wife, your children, your co-workers, your friends what kind of God you have. Amen? God can help you forget what had happened in the past. Now, here's the deal. 
we do not have the ability. Don't you wish you had the ability to actually forget some things? How many of you know some things you wish you didn't know? Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. That's not what it's talking about. What it's talking about here, because obviously Joseph remembered it, because when his brothers come to him, he tells them about it. He did remember it, but what he did was he didn't allow it to cripple him. He understood that God did have a plan, that God was a good God, and that he still remembered his dreams. Do you have the kind of God? Is your God real enough to help you get over the hurts of your past? But you don't know what they did to me. Man. I probably don't. Life has been so good to me. God has been so good to me. I really don't have much like that to get over. Some of you do. Man, I hate it for you. God can help you to forget it. Amen? He can. Forgetting those things which are behind and looking forward to those things which are ahead. The Apostle Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Is your God real to you today? Is He real? I know He is. That's why you're here tonight. But let's make Him real in every area of our life. He'll control our future. He'll control our gifts. He'll help us to accept our past and to understand what God has done to allow us to, to live and to, to work and to accomplish things. We have a great God, the God of Joseph. Is he your God? If he's your God, say amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for your word. I'm so thankful for it.